Why did Jesus go to the cross? It may be a puzzle for some just why the day of violence that saw the innocent Jesus whipped beyond recognition and then crucified on a cross in stunning brutality. Why is this called Good Friday? It was a day of confusion for the disciples that their king, who was just celebrated, was now being slaughtered. It was a great day of disappointment for the people of Jerusalem, who only a short time ago had been worshipping him as their saviour, waving their palm branches and shouting excitedly, Hosanna, Hosanna! But now they were watching in contempt. They were watching their mighty warrior being nailed to the cross. Why is all this good? It was a terrible day of darkness in which Jesus came to light a lamp that would never go out. And we read in the Amplified Version of the Bible in John chapter 1 and verse 5, and the light shines on in the darkness. Notice it says it shines on. It keeps on going and it shines on. It's a progressive thing going down a track. And the scripture says, and the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, uh, that is, to put it out, or to absorb it, or to appropriate it, or, and, sorry, and is re unreceptive to it. It is unreceptive to it. It was in this day of deep hatred that God displayed a mighty, conquering love for the hater. We read again in the Holy Word of God in Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then they cast lots to divide his garments. What a most mighty act of love we see being displayed on, the, on that cross, but particularly in those words where the Lord Jesus was pleading to the Father to not hold this against them. Something probably a little bit out of the character of the human nature. We would uh, probably like to see revenge happen. We would like to see them punished for their wicked crime. But the th fact is that as Jesus was on that cross saying those words, he was taking the punishment that they so richly deserved. As they were right there at the foot of the cross, casting lots to divide up for his garments. And he was taking that sin on the cross with him. It was a good day of cleansing of sin. Because of this Good Friday, we can now read in the Word of God in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, unless you are a walking tree stump, I think you have a memory 
and that you can think back over your lifetime and you can remember some things that you wish you hadn't done. But you see, this is a wonderful verse of scripture that we have got that is an act of grace and mercy from that one who hung on the cross. For those things that we can remember in our humanness, he has washed us clean of. There is no guilt that we need to carry for those. For it says he has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. That is why Good Friday is good. That is why it is good. It was demonstrating this tremendous deep love for the deep haters of our society. And now we see that he is not only loving the dirty, but he is taking them and cleansing them and making them clean and pure and holy. That is why Good Friday is good. It was a good day of translation from the kingdom of darkness to the eternal kingdom of light. Because of this Good Friday, we can read in Colossians 1 verse 12 and verse 13, and it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Now, I can remember the time when I walked in a religious experience, but I walked in darkness because I did not know Christ as my Saviour. I did all sorts of things religiously. I went to church and I did all those kind of things. I went to Sunday school and I went to youth groups, probably like many of you did here in your younger years. But I walked in darkness and I, the tragic part about it is I did not know that I was in darkness. And people out there in the world walk in a darkness but they do not know how deep that darkness is because they do not know the light that can dispel that darkness. It was only until when Jesus Christ himself said to my mind, you are the one who needs saving, that I knew that I was lost. And my friends, we need to be praying that God will speak those words to our loved ones and those that we come across in the community. You are the one who needs saving. Then they will know that they walk in darkness. And this good day, this good Friday, reminds us that we are walking in the kingdom of light and no longer in the kingdom of darkness. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Why is it a good day? It is a good day where the devil lost his power over those who would receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And because of this Good Friday, we can read in 1 John 3 verse 8 and 9, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Oh, my friends, what a great privilege it is.
for us in the position that we are in to look back those 2,000 years and say, yes, that was a good day. And we remember this as a good day. It is a good day because the devil has lost power over millions and millions and millions of people down through the centuries. He has lost control over them and he has lost control over you. He has lost control over me. What a good day that is because of what Jesus did on that cross. Yes, it is Good Friday. We concentrate so much on Sunday and for some great and most remarkable reasons, but we so quickly want to get away from Good Friday into, into the Resurrection Day and not take notice of the good that was done and achieved on Good Friday, the day that we call Good Friday. In fact, why is it called good? It actually comes from a word which means holy, means pure. And it's a day where purity came into this world. It is a day where the devil has lost power over billions of people down through the centuries. Do you pray that God will lose power over, sorry, that the devil will lose power over more people? Keep praying that, that uh, more people may understand why Good Friday is truly good. It is a good day where sacrificial love demonstrated in holiness is now the character mark of the people of God. It is a character mark. In other words, there is a people that are set apart from the people who walk in darkness. They might be your friends. You, you might love them dearly, but they are in darkness. And your heart is that you would long for them to walk with you not just in this world, world as your friends and maybe your relatives, but walk with you as your spiritual son or daughter or your spiritual brother or sister because you want to walk with them in heaven. It's a great day where this sacrificial love beams out from God's people and people recognise there is something different about those people. There's something different about those Christians. And that's why people are called Christians is because there was a differentness about them and that uh, they were named that as a bit of a mocking term originally. Oh, you're, you're a Christ follower. Oh, I, I love to have that as a mock against me. I am a Christ follower and I'm happy to be known so. In John 13, verse 34, it says, A new commandment I have given to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his neighbour. You see, the Bible is even telling us that there is this great distinction between the people of the devil and the people of God. The people of the devil are those who are yet to be people of God. I like to see them that way. Yes, Good Friday. It's a great day where the sacrificial love demonstrates in holiness is now the character mark of the people of God. 
Learn to love those who are outside. It was in fact that we could call the eternal day of atonement where the perfect sinless blood of Jesus was shed for those who were uh, taking it from him. A day where the atonement had been effected and the effect is indeed forever. God's people are now at one with him because of what happened on this Good Friday. That truly is a demonstration of the good of Good Friday. It is a day where faith in God was sorely tested and has ever since proved to be the only way to a victorious life in a world of extremes, of careless triteness and power-hungry, violent, scheming dictators. A day which planted a tree of righteousness which will never be cut down but will offer eternal shade to all who respond to the call of God. In Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 and 31 we read, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It was a day where this faith proved to have the power to lift one above the surrounding circumstances of Jesus. Uh, sorry, as Jesus demonstrated in the lessons he gave in the storms on the lake. You recall in the boat, the disciples were terrified that the storm was raging around them and they were going to be sunk to the bottom of that lake. And yet Jesus came and he said, peace be still. It's a day where this faith has proved to lift one above those surrounding circumstances. And Jesus has taught us to live by faith in such a world that we are living in these days. We sometimes think backwards and we say, oh, we long for the good old days. Well, we will never have them again. But we have the good new day. The good new day that Jesus Christ has given us to demonstrate his love and this fact that he will cleanse people from their sin also. Richard Innes uh, wrote, I have read how one of Denmark's leading sculptures, sculptors had a consuming ambition to sculpt the greatest statue of Jesus ever made. He began by painstakingly shaping a clay model of a triumphant, majestic figure. This will be my masterpiece, he stated on the day the model was completed. However, during the night, a heavy fog rolled into the area and sea spray seeped into the sculptor's studio through a partially open window. And in the morning... He was shocked to see his model. The droplets of moisture that had formed on the statue created the illusion of bleeding. 
The head had drooped. The facial expression had melted into compassion. The arms drooped and expressed welcome. The artist was horrified and was aghast at having to start all over again. However, as he kept looking at his statue of the Saviour, his thoughts began to take on a different shape. He realised that his image of Christ was much closer to reality now. He then wrote this caption and placed it under the figure, Come unto me. Indeed, this is the call of Jesus to each of us today. Come unto me. The etymology of, the, of Good Friday shows it comes from the obsolete sense of the word holy. And we have translated it into good. So what is so good and holy about the Friday we call Good Friday? It's because we now have access to the Holy of Holies, where God dwells. And this is by his grace expressed in the atoning work of Christ on the cross. This work that has an effect on our souls by our faith in Jesus. This effective work of Christ makes us fit to be in God's family. If you sense the call of God on you, then maybe you might like to remember the Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, that is the power, the privilege and the right. In this uh, world of my rights, here is a right that God gives you on the condition that you receive his son, Jesus Christ, as your saviour. To become the children of God, that is, to those who believe in, that adhere to, to trust in and rely on his holy name. This verse reflects that of Isaiah 56 and verse 5, where it says, To them I will give in my house and within my walls a memorial and a name better and more enduring than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will not be cut off. The hymn writer Charlotte Elliott put it very well when she wrote, Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou didst bid me to come, O Lamb of God, I come. Will you come today and not put it off any further? The coming is not due to some inspiration that miraculously you have thought up. It's not coming from ourselves, but rather it is a receiving of the gift offered. It's not that we have found Christ, it's that he has found us. Will you do that and testify to someone that Jesus has saved you today? So let us be thankful for that Friday, which is forever called Good Friday for good reasons.
Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you that today we've been reminded why you went to the cross. You went to the cross to achieve what man could not achieve. Oh, what a glory you have given to us. Undeserving as we are, you have poured your grace and your mercy and your love upon us. We pray for those who still yet walk in darkness that they might hear your wonderful call, your still quiet voice, quietly speaking to their minds. O Lord, let the distractions of this world and all the noises that they are hearing dissipate and fall away that they might hear your voice. Those of our sons and daughters and family members who are yet to hear that voice, we pray that today might be the day when they hear, come unto me. We pray today for the glory of Jesus to be reflected in our family members and in our community at large. To his glory we pray. Amen. Amen.